see them in the centre, don't you worry about that. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll yeah. put the wind up them. I, I don't know if they're coming to the maze today, but... but um, oh, they will. Don't you worry about that. Sydney, wag, 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 wag. Where's... Look at me, look in my eyes, and you look in his eyes, and it's the, the man you've known your whole life, and he says, uh, let's put the wind up them. That'll teach them. Yes, that'll teach them. The Apocalypse Players present A Christmas Inheritance, a Call of Cthulhu 7th edition scenario by Dana McAleer in the style of M.R. James, with Joseph Chance as Edward Caster, Dan Wheeler as Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon, Dominic Allen as Sidney Wagner, and Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law. Part 8 Epiphany. Yes, yes, I, I do love a prank. Um, <laughs> what, where, where, where's that, Mister, 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 Mister Prude gone? Oh, yeah, well, he's just behind us. I, I imagine. Uh, um, uh, don't you worry, he'll, he'll meet us in there. <laughs> I said, Peter. Uh, what, uh, sort of keeping yes, up with yes. you. Yes. Um, were you around last night? Uh, last night? No, no, no. I've only just arrived, darling. How did you get on <laughs> in the road? Because last night there was a tree down. Oh yes, yes. The um, I, I tried to count the, uh, the the cattle path to to get you unawares, but there was a tree blocking the way. You're right. So how um, did you how did you not pass us? Oh, I jumped it, darling. Um, I told Adam to go back to the town, but I'm here now. Let's let's play a little prank on them, like old times' sake. <coughs> All remember, right. the, remember in the choir, <laughs> jump out at each other. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And uh, he sort of dragged you around enough corners now that I think, unfortunately, you can't recall which direction you came. You do know, you do know the way out, right? Oh yes. Don't worry about that. No, no, no. We've uh, we've been here for a while, and he he pulls you along with him. Now, the others, you've uh, arrived at the uh, family plot. Is there anything you're looking for specifically? Thomas Colwell's grave is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think that would be our first port of call to see, um, if, there's, see, see if there's an obviously recent grave. Hmm, there is. And uh, so there's, there's, a, there's several graves. Um, there's the three sort of quite... Um, obvious ones that seem to be quite uh, ornate and then there's a series of very basic tombstones um, so what are you looking are you looking at the the names on the graves or are you looking for a, a specific name or I think um, how many so how many gravestones are we looking at in total is there enough are there a few enough that we could make you know in uh, just there are minute? three big graves sort of big memorials and there are Ooh, three Ned, would you look at the look at the size of those uh, sort of memorials, mausoleums? Who, who are they? Who are they, are they family family uh, crypts, or are they for individual people? Let's have a closer look at those. Yes. Why don't you take that one? And I'll look at this one, and this one looks very old. So the three biggest, um, the, the 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 names are quite obvious: Henrietta and Bartholomew Caldwell. Um, there are dates as well for the, you know, births and deaths, and then Sarah Lee, um, and the rest are just tombstones. And the tombstones, glancing at them, you can see the names quite clearly. There's Lawrence, Jonathan, and Thomas, but they're all far humbler gravestones than the other three. 
Um, Sarah Lee of the famous Gatto. Yes. One, one assumes uh, of the great Parisian cake meeting, making mating. Mm. It's, it's less a mausoleum and more a sort of freezer full of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream cake. The horror, the the horror I instantly have to roll sanity. No. <laughs> um, so, the, so, the na- so the only names that we can see on these graves are Henrietta and Bartholomew Caldwell. There's three. Sarah Lee on the big ones. Yeah. And then the more humble ones are Lawrence, Jonathan and Thomas. No surnames? Yes. Caldwell. Oh, called, all Caldwells as well. Yeah. Except Sarah Lee. That's the only yeah. one without... And she's one of the man. huge memorials. She is. Which, yeah. which is the eldest out of those th- three big ones? It seems that it's either probably, at a glance, Henrietta or Bartholomew. Uh, one of the two. But uh, So the Henrietta and Bartholomew are not together? They are, yes. And they seem of the same era. But um, there may be... You'd have to do a sort of uh, maybe a history or archaeology check to uh, gauge the ages of all of them compared to the others, I suppose. These are quite fascinating, I say, even as I cast my uh, gaze back over my shoulder towards in the direction of the maze with a vague sense of unease. But, uh, but then once I turn my attention back, I am entirely consumed by looking at Henrietta and Bartholomew. Uh, from the uh, from the archaeological angle, mm. if I could combine them, well, yes, I've done well. A twenty-one, that's a hard success. Not excellent, but a hard. Excellent. So um, you see that they're they're probably the oldest there um, in terms of the weathering of the stone. Um, Henrietta's grave says uh, she was born in fifteen ninety-two, died in sixteen thirty-four. Uh, Bartholomew born fifteen seventy-one, died in sixteen thirty-five. They seem quite standard. Um, Sarah Lee's, the third one, you realise is slightly more modern. It seems considerably more modern, even though it's in the same style. And there is no birth or death date on it, just the name Sarah Lee. Um, and then there are the three tombstones. Could I do a Could I do a spot hidden? Um, yeah. I'd like to do a yeah. spot hidden to see whether anyone has recently tended or laid any flowers on any grave in particular, whether any one of these has had any more specific attention to yes. it. Yes. Um. Um, and that is a extreme success on my side. Really? That's what we like. Um, it's very clear to you that the weeds have only been cut away from Sarah Lee's grave. Um, and also that the soil is still somewhat disturbed around Thomas's grave, but that's what you'd expect. Because, yeah. um, he only died a few months ago, from what you know. Um, but yes, it seems odd also the fact that, you know, judging from the dates, Lawrence and Jonathan Caldwell were more recent than Sarah Lee, perhaps. It's hard to tell because her dates aren't on the... Th- but either way, there's three memorials and three very basic gravestones, which seems... It's hard to work out what the logic is there. Well, yes, except, you know, uh, Ned, you, you might think it's uh, strange that there's three very grand gravestones here, mm-hmm. three very humble ones, but <laughs> let me tell you, I having spent quite a lot of time around churchyards, that families come in and out of wealth and uh, often they, they one, one generation they can afford quite a grand tomb and the next something quite humble that that might explain this uh, the most curious thing to me is this a name 
in the family plot that is not the surname is not Caldwell and this this I can tell you this grave has been the one that's been tended most uh, attentively and recently mm. what surname there is one other name there that you recognize even though Lawrence it's not one that you... Caldwell yeah. designed the maze I believe mm. uh, yes it was Lawrence isn't it? yes that's what you seem to have heard anyway no, but that's a good spot yes so Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee. We know so little about her, and there's no dates on this. I say, is this, no. is this slightly open here? Do you think? I, I point to it with my cane. Is that a slightly weak part of the structure, or is that my imagination? Uh, on Sarah Lee's? Yeah. Or is it... Or is it that's your... That's oh, your no, it's, it's, it's so. just a shadow. It's just a shadow. Hmm. Back to uh, Sydney. Oh, God. Um, you, you're still feeling slightly hazy, and you're possibly not sure why, but it seems to be getting more uh, intense. Sorry, uh, Polly, you were yes. here yesterday, weren't you? Yes, of course, darling. I was meant to be meeting you, you silly goose, and you were. <laughs> you took your time about it, I'll tell you that. Yes, you know there's a child gone missing? Yes, no, I know, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, this way, and he takes you by the elbow and sort of... <laughs> Good, oh. Are we nearly at the centre yet? Yes, I think so. What's at the centre? Chap said there was a statue or something. Oh, there's there's a few statues, darling. Oh, uh, what um, of? Have you bought your hats? Uh, they're back in the house. I'm only wearing this uh, pack all for now. Oh, that's a shame. I was hoping we'd have some hats to adorn them with. Well, that's all right. Um, maybe <sighs> they'll have bought their own, eh? <laughs> Sorry? No, I was just saying maybe they'll have bought their own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, uh... he drags you around the next corner. Um, back to uh, oh, Edward God. and uh, Peregrine. Uh, you're starting to feel slightly woozy now as well. Um, you've not been marched as much, so uh, it might be taking a while to to really affect you, but you're, you're starting to feel sort of slight grey patches in the corners of your vision. I'll set um, the graves. Mm. It's probably just uh, exhaustion or something. Tiredness. Sudden tiredness. Yeah. But it's really starting to hit. You still feel quite alert, but it's like your vision's going from the sides. I'd like to do a, a botany roll. Yes. See, having looked at the herb garden, mm. especially the the herbs that I've cut from the outskirts, the ones that I thought were poisonous, like the um, the Atropobelladonna, I think it was in a pot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to use my botany. I know they're all poisonous, but I'd like to see if I can remember whether they have any other effects in lower doses it was already playing on my mind and now this slightly woozy feeling has just yeah. made me so I'm doing a botany roll and I've rolled a, a regular success I can make it a hard success if that would be useful your regular success reminds you just of the word it's it, you're, you're, starting, you're starting to find it hard to form sort of coherent thoughts at this point but you, yeah. the, the word wolfsbane keeps coming back to you and uh Wolfsbane, Hemlock, no, Wolfsbane, Wolfsbane, uh, Monkshead, Wolfsbane. And you remember seeing the little, uh, there's the, the plants on the edges. Mm. And maybe, were they cut? No, no, they weren't cut, but there were so many of them, how would I know? And you start to, yeah, you're both starting to feel quite drowsy at this point. Drugged. We've been drugged. As you hear a voice behind you say, uh, hello, gentlemen, and it's William. And as you whip round... Uh, we're going to cut back to Sydney. 
And Sydney, you're being dragged by your elbow around the corner and your your limbs are starting to feel heavier. But um, um I'd like to do a psychology roll if I can. Yes. On do. on uh, on Peter to see if I can glean any intent. What is mm. whether the nature of his intent, if that's possible. Yes. He's uh he's he's very intent on this whole uh We'll we'll put the wind up them. Let's uh, let's hide from them and everything. Um, but so, do I believe uh, him? I got uh, I got a ooh, I got an extreme success. I got an eleven on a sixty. Okay. So um, as he pulls your elbow one last time, you you turn and your head sort of lolls slightly because you are starting to, you're still feeling very woozy. You see a, an opening out in front of you. But instead of focusing on what might be the centre of the maze, what might be this section of the maze, some some hidden thing, you you let your head loll back and sort of let the momentum take it back up to Peter's face, and he has trickles of sweat down the side of his face, and he seems intently staring ahead of you, and as his voice is quite um, chipper, and uh, come on, come on, Sydney. His uh, attitude is anything but. I'd like to uh, punch him as hard as I can in the face. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Finally, someone. <laughs> <laughs> and now, this is not my forte. <laughs> sure. I don't think it's any of our forte. <laughs> oh, dear. That's a 79 on a 25. Okay. Um, a swing and a miss. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, I, he easily dodges what you're doing and he catches your wrist in his and says uh, now Sydney we wouldn't like the surprise to be ruined would we and uh, he launches back and he plants a fist straight in your face <laughs> um, and let's unless you're trying to dodge because technically this is uh, I think I, w- I will try and dodge actually He's got your arm, Ooh, so it'll actually, be a I dodge. Hang on, let me think about this. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight back. <laughs> I'm gonna try and punch him. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I got. Uh, what is that? That's that's a hard success. I got a ten on a twenty-five. <laughs> uh, okay, I got an extreme success. But <laughs> he, uh, he punches you, and you catch his arm just in time to sort of pull it down. And you're sort of clinging to his arm. Mm. Um, and he... Uh, so he's sort of, like, knocked... Knocked you. Mm. Um, but you're still conscious. Um, I say who something. The, who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? And who the hell is William? Pretty. <laughs> he almost seems relieved. He almost seems like... Ah, mm. uh, it seems like a shaking off of... Uh, whatever he had to be dealing with before, and he just says, uh, <laughs> um, I'm who you know I am, darling. It's just me, Polly. Isn't that what you used to call me? Polly? I he called you. his arm out again. I did. And he goes to hit you it again. Was, it was Eddie who called you Polly. <laughs> it's true. Are you going to dodge, or are you going <laughs> to... I'm going to try and punch him again. <laughs> do it. Do Queensby- it. Queensbury rules, is it? <laughs> I believe it is. Uh, that is a regular success. That's another extreme success. Oh, for sake. Is he, are you <laughs> take, is he taking any damage? Um, he will after he's unconscious. <laughs> so uh, you are, unfortunately, you see his arm. You, you flail valiantly, but you see a fist coming towards you and just 
oh, locking you into darkness. And uh, my damage <laughs> is... Okay, so you take six damage. Oh, God. Oh, God. Which, it's not that bad. Well, it, it's, it is a major wound. It is a major wound. It's a major wound. It's a major wound. Meanwhile, back in the graveyard, William Perdue is approaching you, gentlemen, and you're sort of... I don't know if you're propping yourself up on the graves or if you're... I'm leaning on my cane. You're, you're feeling all right. It may just be wooziness. You're nowhere near as bad as... Uh, um, Sydney. William, but, um, this isn't the old Rajasthani switch, is it? You wouldn't have put hey? you wouldn't have put something in my tea, would you? Oh, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Uh, um, P- Mr. Ainsworth's arrived. Mr. Ainsworth's here, sir. Polly Ainsworth's here, Peter. Yes. Uh, I I do my best to cast a glance back to Peregrine, but but the the motion of it makes me feel a bit sick, and I swing back and I sort of stagger slightly mm. on the cane, and then I do start to lean on one of the graves. Mm. And I and I say, aren't you supposed to be with him? What's going on? Oh, oh easy there, sir. You don't want to knock over the graves there. No, you listen uh, to me, and I point my stick at him. You answer my question. Well, I've had enough of your invasive st- business. Quite right, sir. I'm sorry, sir. As I can feel my stick sort of slightly swinging around. <laughs> and I take out. I'm I'm still holding the the flute, and um and mm-hmm. I take it out and I start sort of pointing at him as well. Just instinctively, this is a thing to brandish. When he sees the flute, he looks quite unsettled. But he looks more threatened than from the stick. Do I, do I spot that as well? Yeah, I think it's obvious. It's obvious it's, he's uh, unsettled. It's not a... It's just surprise. What the hell is going on here? Well, well no, no, sir. No, don't you now, sir, me. You fogged me off from the moment that I met you. No other staff in my house. No one will be treated like this. This isn't England. This is... This is madness. This is, this is a lost country. This is a forgotten place. Well, I'll have you know right now, young Mr. William Purdue, or whoever you think you are, my name is Edward Gerald Kickster, and I've inherited here. And oh dear, I think my leg's going. My leg's going. Peregrine, my leg's going. Uh, I, I reach out to try and take Ned's hand and just. Sort of tumble on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you bastard! And I'm going to swing at him. And I'm flailing oh, around with the flute. Oh, dude. Yeah. So you're both flailing at him. Good to go. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. I'm going to attempt to hit him. Oh, my dex is so bad. I'll go last. Yeah, my dex is all right, actually. 60. Not bad. Yes, this is. Am I faster than him? Or is, well, of course, I'm drugged. So Danan will no doubt. Punish me for that. I'm trying to find my club skill because I know I've got it. There it is. Vast. It's a vast 36. Stand back. I'm using a club. Excellent. 24. I thank you. So I have hit. Excellent. So uh, he dodges. Well, no, I, I rolled. He doesn't dodge. You catch him, I suppose, in the leg. And, ah, as this uh, amount of pain drops down to one knee, but um, immediately sort of... Uh, grabs the club and pushes it down into the earth and raises himself up again. And um, you're sort of reminded for an instant how uh, the first time you saw him, this sort of quite short-cut hair, salt and pepper, sort of like ginger, greying hair, he looked very sort of uh, built, quite uh, wiry, and you're reminded of that strength as he gets up. But there's nothing aggressive about his posture. He sort of seems very kindly, and he offers you a hand and says... 
Right, I'm sorry, sir. Have you the the spores around here? Well, you know better than me, sir. Uh, uh, sometimes the the plants they they do release their their pollens, and it can be too much. It can overpower. We'll we'll go and lay you down if if that helps. And he, as he says that, I like I do a quick mental like through my sort of like botanical roller decks mm. to um to see if see if this time of the year there could be any any plants giving off spores that might be having this effect on us doing a botany mm. roll uh, and i fail it so i don't know he seems genuine well he seems as genuine as someone who you're that suspicious of <laughs> genuine he seems genuinely concerned about you um going back to you um sydney um it, mm. i suppose it's a bit like our little session last time where i ask you if you're still warm and you're still safe, but it's not quite the same because you're unconscious. But through it all, you can you can feel certain things, and you're sort of flashing back to your time at the Palladium and uh, your time in the sort of. Uh, do you remember when you did the uh, oh uh, the tank escape? Uh, will the knot hold? Or can I? Uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. It was before you you moved strictly into mesmerism. Some people were mm. more in it for the thrill. But um, you remember some of that thing, and you remember basically you feel your hands being tied very tightly behind you, and your knees being sort of wrestled into quite a hard groove, mm. and your neck being propped on something cold. Oh God! And hard. Um, at this point, is it possible? Mm. I know I'm unconscious. But is it possible to do some induce through self-hypnosis an out-of-body experience? <laughs> I, I hope it is. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's roll those dice. <laughs> I think to myself, I've tried this a thousand times and it's never worked. Now, what sort of uh, what sort of how successful do you imagine you'd have to be on this kind of... Are you going for uh, astral projection or are you going for <laughs> possession? Or <laughs> um, I, de- I mean, possession would be ideal. Oh but I mean, otherwise, would astral, <laughs> astral projection at least so I can... Uh, my, my objectives are, in this, in this order of priority, <laughs> preference, possess whoever's doing this so I can stop them, alert Peregrine and Ned and get them to help or at least get outside my body so I could see what's going on. Uh, at least. Yeah. <laughs> at least achieve astral projection. Number four. Is, that's, the, that's the least I could hope for. I'd at least like a, to get astral projection. Come an accomplished mesmerist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come on. Right, here we go then. The, uh, the, role, the role for Sidney Wagner of the entire game, I would argue. I would argue. Now... I'll tell you what, I, I'll tell you what, I've, what I've got. No, no, no. I've rolled. Now, for hypnosis. Jump to conclusions. I have a 65 in hypnosis, and I've rolled a 67. But I have an unfathomable amount of luck, and I'm willing to burn it all at this stage. Right. So what level of success do I need to achieve something that I've just described, or to achieve anything that is better than this? Well, it's tricky, isn't it? Because for my money, I, I'm i not operating from a view of telekinesis or possession necessarily being a thing. I'm sort yeah. of 
I can maybe grant you a level of astral projection if you're up for that. That's the <laughs> yeah. most I can offer you. Yeah, if you want yeah, to spend fine. all your luck, maybe fine. you have some out of body experience <laughs> yeah. where you feel you're looking down. Yeah, that'll do. I'll take. Okay. I'll take that. I spend all my luck. I'm out of luck. So shit out of luck. Not even an excellent su- success. What about an ex- excellent success? Would that have done it? Sorry, I'm such a. I'm such a. No, well, I mean. It depends That's what rules you're operating boy. by. That's I, an awful boy. I want to drive a hard bargain. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in, in any character. of the shit he's saying. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. But there are ghosts. Or are there? What were your levels? It was astral projection. Astral Hypnotism projection. Or being able to being able to somehow communicate, perhaps in some sort of spirit or ghostly form. Right. To Ed and Peregrine. And then the top level, which I admit is far fetched, possessing whoever's near me. Okay. <laughs> so, you spent all your luck. Yeah. Fuck it. You possess. <laughs> you possess Peter. You're still tied to the chain, but you suddenly awake in his mind and you're there staring, looking at yourself, propped up on a weird pedestal, tied in <laughs> tightly. What do you do? Uh, is there anyone else here? It's just you and Sydney. <laughs> nice. First two thoughts are untie myself, obviously, or should I punch myself in the face? Wait, 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 wait. Surely the first thought is it worked. My God, it worked. Oh my God, it worked. I'm the best there's ever been. <sighs> um, well, to well, be fair, with your, you've spent all your luck on an extreme thing. In that moment, you have a slipstream thing where you're sort of seeing between Peter mm. and William, and you can see yourself, Sydney, in the thing as Peter, and you can see Peregrine and uh, Edward yeah. in their sort of slumped forms in the graveyard as William, and you're sort of sliding between those two oh, people. Uh, I've overdone it. You might it. not be able to focus on either of them. I've overdone but. it. I've overcooked it. Oh, rats. Um, I'd like to view the pedestal I'm on, this whatever's on it, see if they can identify anything about it, glean anything from the surroundings, what I can see. So zoom all I've really got to go on is what I what I know. You see yourself. So you see as Peter, you see yourself Sydney Wagner. And you are there's a, a row of these statues that mm. look like the berserker statues. Oh no. The uh oh, the God. things but without heads. And you realise that Sydney's arms are strapped down by chains and his mouth is over a stone shield, which is part of the statue. Oh, and there is a cord wrapped around his head with another set that seems to be set on a tightening loop. Shit. <gasps> um, oh, God, that's awful. Um, well, I think, well, i tell you what, the trade-off for this, I think, is probably there's going to be a sanity. <laughs> um, no fucking kidding, man. That would be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> The two th- the, there's two actions that I'd like to do, and I'm, I accept that probably, possibly only one or neither are possible. Mm. Priority one is to try and undo myself as Peter to try and rescue Sidney Wagner. My other my other action that I yeah. that I that uh, an ideal action that I would go for if that's not possible is to speak. Or try and communicate to Peregrine or Edward. Well, and warn them. In my head, I sort of gave you the option of slipping more into Peter or more into William. 
Okay. You chose Peter to look at yourself. Fine. So I think you so may have lost the connection with that's William. Fine. That's that's preferable anyway. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try and force his hands to undo those <laughs> Okay, so that's a an opposed power roll, right? I've got sixty in power. I'm not going to tell you what uh, <laughs> what Peter has. But. Ten thousand. <laughs> Oh, well, I failed anyway. Yeah, I well, oh, I succeeded, but only just, so it could have been worse. Oh, um, shit. But you basically... Can you push it? Like, <gasps> can push it. You don't have any luck. I also haven't done the sanity roll yet, but I, that might not be relevant in a minute. Um, and if I can push it, I might as well push it. I'll tell you what, do the sanity check and then push it. <laughs> okay. Just for a laugh. <laughs> I don't think it has to on my side anymore. Um, I rolled a 90 on my sanity. <clears throat> okay, so you... Uh, you lose another three sanity points. Okay. I started on 60, and a fifth of 60 is 12, and yeah. I've lost... I haven't lost 10 yet, so we're okay. No, no. Um, almost. Almost. And now I shall push the power roll. I shall... How are you doing um, it? Ooh. I am... I am blending myself into Peter. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking all of our shared memories and I'm latching onto them, fully in the knowledge that I might lose part of myself in the process. It's beautiful. Excellent. I've read about this before. <laughs> wow. I've read about it. All I've got to hold on to is my love of hats. And I think of all that to, to try and maintain my own sense of self. I think <laughs> Capuchon, Fez. I got the Excellent. Fez in Tunisia. The capuchon I bought from an old man in Germany, but I tell people that I got it from blah blah blah. Anyway, goes on. Yes, do your roll. So the image of Hastra is obviously a zero, and I got <gasps> the one hundred. I got a hundred. Oh, no. Hastur is laughing at me. That's so, um, so that's bad. That's the worst it could possibly be. <laughs> roll a hundred on a pushed roll. <laughs> when, oh, when trying to control someone you're attempting to possess. You go back through your memories of you and Peter together, trying to cling on to some sort of connection between you two. But all you do and zooming back through this sort of dark tunnel of sort of moments together is realise just how much disdain he's always had for you. Just how much every little Polly and every little uh, every little nickname and every little sort of dismissive thing has built up a resentment. You realise you are him viewing you and you see yourself in the succession of hats. You see this replacement for a personality. You see this and all you feel is disdain towards Sydney Wagner. Oh, um, and as it gets closer to the time, you feel your own body as Peter pick up something heavy to the side just of you maze. and just clock you oh. around the head. And you watch yourself as you uh, you smash a huge bronze hammer across oh. Sydney Wagner's head. Oh no! Horrible. And very midsummer. Oh, Give no. me uh, twenty seconds, and we'll we'll finish up with you two. <laughs> God, no, no, you'll be fine. 
you, you come to and you sort of lolling against each other in the graveyard, but you're not quite sure why. Can we still see? Um, can we still see Purdue? Are we we we, yeah, fell, yeah, he's we fell unconscious. Right. He's helping you up. Did we? Oh. Did we fall unconscious? Um, well, no, you didn't fall unconscious at all. You sort of uh, you felt slightly off balance, but it may have just been the sort of the overload of information and everything. You you feel uh, slightly nauseous, but you're doing all right. I am. Um, I feel this ridiculous urge to. I, I, basically, I've um, I had a, a, a difficult experience at school and my choral scholarship, so I felt kind mm. of separated from my music, and I've kind of pushed that part of myself away from away from me for so long. But holding this flute, I just feel this urge to make music once more. Mm. And That'd I be nice. Put it to my. I put the mouthpiece to my lips and just give it a gentle. And, I, and I, I, the flute wasn't my instrument, but I did. And my embouchure is still there. I, I played a bit of it, um, and uh, and it's not the most beautiful flute in the world. But you you hear a sort of uh, a very whistly, a sort of faint, sort of almost like the wind through the awnings of an old house. Um, Does it sound like the whistling I heard in my dreams last night? Uh, it does. Yeah, almost exactly. Oh dear! And you realise. You know, of course, your room would have been looking out over the fountain where you you found the flute. Um, but all that's sort of taken away in a second when this wind, this violent wind from the southern from the ma- direction of the maze, picks up and the the trees start just being almost blown to smithereens and oh god, the, the whole herb garden is sort of thrashing back and forth, um, really violent sort of tsunami of a a wind. And William sort of steadies himself on the thing. He says, don't blow it, for God's sake. Don't blow that thing again. What are you trying to do? Wagner! Bring the old house down. Wagner! And I start to... I charge, if I can, if I have any physical strength left to do this. Yeah. I charge across to where to where I think the maze is. Wagner! Wagner! Sidney! Sid! If you're just running, you're running. But um, uh, you're being followed by William. And also, uh, Peregrine is stumbling after you as well. Excellent. So, uh, are you running to the maze? Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah, unless, unless anyone tries to stop me. Excellent. Well, William's trying to keep pace with you. He's not necessarily trying to stop you, but he's sort of, uh, sort of being like, don't, don't you worry, sir, I'll, I'll come along with you. I, I'm sure it can all be figured out. You get back to hell, wherever you come from. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't be like that, sir. I can be like what okay. I want to be. And he's sort of... Uh, he, he suddenly starts laughing quite hysterically and says, don't be like that, sir. Look, there's your friend. I'll round, there's I'll, your friend from the road. I'll round on him, but then I'll look back over my shoulder nervously. What do you mean? He's pointing He's pointing towards the, the ruins on the lawn, on the edge of the lawn. Could you do me a spot hidden? Yeah, I'd love to. As you're running. Should we both do that? Yes. Oh, yeah. I got an extreme success on mine. Mine's just a good success. So as, as you're running... And he sort of laughs and he says, look, there's your friend from the road. You see this sort of very pale figure with his arms very high in the air. And you recognise the face. And it's Leaf. this face with like scraps of red hair, a very sort of moon-like face in like a sort of white shift. But it's sort of stained with blood. And he's holding up what you think you're running and you're trying to keep track but it's too much of a hypnotic image he seems to be holding up some gloves is he wearing gloves 
Is that what it is? And you realize, no, he's just holding up his hands, but they're destroyed. They're, they're essentially finger bones oh. with scraps of flesh just hanging off them like banana skins. And he's, hand, he's just waving those in the air and sort of smiling in a way that's unreasonable. Oh, God. I, I mean, I feel like that's a sanity roll for me. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, you said that we're still running. I haven't stopped to see this thing. I just... No, you're seeing this. Something you're I just seeing him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. I've succeeded on my sanity roll. No, I haven't. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> because I think it's too, it's, too, it's too close to the idea of what I've been dreading all along, which is that if, if there was someone behind the door who wasn't a bear demon. You, live, you lose three sanity points. Yes, yes, that's a, that sort of makes sense. So I've lost six in total now. That's not that bad, because I did have 62. So you're still, you're still running towards the entrance. Uh, well, I think I'm probably, I probably kind of am clutching myself slightly, mm. but, but a, staggering, a staggering run is being maintained, isn't it? Um, and you see, uh, yes, so you've seen this frayed-fingered figure um, sort of waving horribly at you um, but you're still focused on the entrance both of you and William's running alongside you sort of trying to cajole you trying to be like it's alright sirs don't you worry about that Wagner uh, Wagner Ned 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 Sydney. Ned what have we done Peregrine what have we done stop I grab I try and grab Ned's arm but I'm faster than him and I just keep moving Oh. And as you do it, um, <laughs> as you do that, Peregrine, uh, William trips you. Deliberately? And, uh, yes. And can you do me a dodge roll? No, and I've, I've by him with my full force, and it didn't even damage him, dude. I'll do you a dodge roll. My dodge is pretty much worst of any character <gasps> ever. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a fail. Yeah, so he trips you, and you go face down into the holly bushes around the outside of the maze as Edward runs onwards. And William runs onwards too. Um, all, all you see is, as you're sort of raising yourself up, all you see is uh, the skeletons of holly leaves, but mixed in with them, bird bones or something. It's like the, you know how holly leaves take a long time to disintegrate? Yeah. And they become more and more skeletal. And you think that's you're on a mess of those that's quite prickly, but you realise it's mixed in with almost the same amount of bird bones, just in this sort of mass around the. I can't the help grass myself. I those. have to know what kind of bird it is. So do a little <laughs> natural world. Uh, that's a success. In fact, if I spend one luck, it's a hard success. <laughs> it's a robin. They're all robin bones. They're all robin bones. Yeah. Um, well, you can't say for all, but... But the ones I find. The ones that still have a bit of feather to them. I, I think I've worked it out. Of... This is where Christmas comes to die. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you hear behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, um, while I'm lying there, if it's all right, unless you want to go to someone else. While I'm Christmas comes to lying do. there, please do in, in the in the, the the holly bones, the holly leaves, and the the robin bones. Um, oh, 
I feel I feel this sense of guilt because I I trusted this guy Purdue and and I was the one who was constantly saying he's I think he's on our side we don't need to mistrust everyone uh, but he tripped me it was so obvious he tripped me deliberately and what did he also tell me to do he told me not to blow the flute so I'll take it out again and I am going to blow that flute like I've never blown anything before yeah. and as you raise it to your lips uh, Edward, you've carried on, I assume, I, towards the entrance. Un- unless I saw or, the deliberate tripping of my dear friend. I don't Peregrine. think you did. I think William was just behind you and was all, Peregrine was just behind William. It was fraught with fate, wasn't it, that moment? And yeah. I, and I feel like <laughs> his forward momentum, his arrogance... And you were shouting, Sydney. Has I, undone I assumed me. you were. My arrogance yeah. has undone me, and I think I've pressed on, going, I, no, I think I can save him. I think I can save Sydney. So as... As you press in, as you sort of turn into the maze entrance, sort of wrestle through, you sort of, you overcome your old fear. It's quite a positive moment, really. The the gorse is shrugged off and you sort of shoulder through some of the holly. Suddenly there's this, uh, well, Sydney, you still have enough sentience left in you. Um, In fact, the three of you, this wind... You hear, uh, well, Peregrine, you're the one doing this. You blow the whistle and you hear the same reedy thing and then you hear the same sort of rush of a wind from the south. Which of you, have any of you, maybe none of you have, have any of you ever witnessed death? Like, have any of you ever watched someone die or been there oh, yeah. at someone's I, I bedside? Have, I've, um, I've, I've sat by many people's bedsides in the parish. Yeah, and it, Either of the other of you? I think only once. but it Once might be enough. But it was out in India. Yeah. But what about you, Sydney? No, I don't think so. so I've seen an elephant die. It's what motivated me to um, become an activist for the abrogation of the elephant running laws in Bangladesh. <laughs> and you're, you're literally saying all this out loud as you're strapped to this statue. Um, so uh, it was an abrogation of elephant laws and there's no one there really listening to you for the other two of you you hear this wind pick up and there's a sort of catch in the wind and it sounds horribly like a death rattle like a sort of sort of sound Um, it just it picks up in the catch of the wind and the wind's so violent it seems to throw the hedgerows slightly to the side but only in one direction, and you you just get a a horribly brief sensation of the idea of dead things throwing themselves in a certain direction. That's what you get from blowing the whistle. I think I saw I think I saw an old woman die by the side of the road, uh, injured in a in a carriage incident mm. in India. And as her body gave out, that sort of that, the last breath, that last breath, <laughs> yeah, it's not nice. So, Edward, as you forge onwards through the hedgerows, William is almost level with you the whole way, sort of just being encouraging and sort of saying, well, it's just this way, sir. We'll, we'll find him in a second. Don't you worry. Two to the left, one to the right. There we go, and we'll be with Mr. Wagner shortly. Sydney, Sydney, we're coming. And um, Peregrine. The Peregrine, where are you? Mr. suddenly opens out towards you, and you see this square, and you, you look around and you realise William's gone, but you have just entered the centre of what you assume is the centre of the maze, and there's lines of statues along the sides. 
there's a sort of brass dome in the middle. There's sort of parallel planting um, sort of pieces in the middle, but um, you're there. You're at the centre of the maze, and the wind quietens. Can I can I see Sydney? Yes, although you don't think it's Sydney at first. You think it's part of a statue. God, Peregrine. And if you're drawing near, Peregrine, can you hear me? Peregrine, are you entering the maze as well? No. <laughs> um, no. I'm uh, I'm having experienced what's just happened, blowing this flute and experiencing this. Yeah. I, um, I I start running back towards the house. I mm. think this is this house must be full of artifacts that have these strange effects. There was mm. the bowl. There was potentially maybe what was a rug in the study there's this flute there must be something there must be something that can help so i i, I run towards the house and, and as you're running you, you realize something in your profile vision is running alongside you oh, and it's it's leaf and you see his his hands up in the air like that and the sort of the skin sort of trailing off his his bone fingers where they've not snapped off and he's sort of whooping so sort of, he seems very excited and he's he's running alongside you, sort of whooping, as if he's going to come with you to find whatever you're looking for. And, and I, I, as I'm running, I just start saying, "Go up, you bald head! Go up, you bald head! Go up, you bald head!" <laughs> and he uh, he sort of he laughs, <laughs> he laughs, and then starts slapping himself in the head with his own hands. Oh, but he, he carries on, he carries on in the same almighty. direction. Oh. Um, Meanwhile, Edward, you've made your way over to the statue at the end where you find Sydney, who's still breathing. You realise his arms are pulled out by chains and his legs are similar, but his knees sort of have been made to fit into this groove at the back of these statues, these rows of statues. They're like statues of berserker pieces. And his mouth has been sort of, his head has been tied in place and his mouth is over the rim of the stone shield now, at the front now of the Now, when statue. you describe a mouth being over the rim of a stone shield, mm. is this the kind of moment where one looks at a thing and goes, that is dentally a position from which one never returns? No, this is... Uh, <laughs> do you know the Isle of Lewis chess I, I know that I, I, I know the kind of image you're So it's, it's maybe... The shield is maybe like two inches thick... And he's his head has been strapped into position, so it's and so his, his between yeah. the teeth and his head's facing down, and there's a bit of like leather strap around wound about his jaw and head, tied to yeah. the arms of the statue. Yeah, yeah. But it's and he's sort of been left there, and he's clearly bleeding quite heavily, and he's clearly not had a good time of it. But he's still breathing. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've got my pocket knife. I think I'd try and cut him loose if I could. Yeah, you did. Yes, nothing lost and like this. Is he is he conscious? Is he is he making those sort of noises? He's sort of maybe uh, coming around slightly. Nothing. If you, if you're sort of trying to rouse him, so yeah, I think I think that's absolutely my priority. If I can have the wits to still cut him loose, yeah, I feel like he'd like to do. Um, uh, and unless anything uh, happens in the process, I, I will try and cut him loose and kind of bring him down. But I also yell, yeah. Peregrine. I found him! I found him! Sydney, it's all right, Sydney. We'll get you out of here. Oh, God, what a mess. Listen, there's something you should know about Peter Ainsworth. He hates us. 
He really, really hates us. Polly? He hates me, and he hates Perry, and he hates you, Eddie, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell? And I point behind you. No. We need to get out of here. Look. I, I, <laughs> look. Stupidly, because I am that person in this story, I look. And you see the green man, of course, a huge figure, a huge primal figure. Perhaps not um, what you see is a huge bunch of bushes, almost many trees in height, it seems initially. And then, it, of course, you sort of adjust to the distance. You realize it's perhaps only just over a man's height, but this huge smiling face wrapped in holly. Um, and it's bearing down behind you. I, gr- I grab hold of Ed's legs from the floor. I go, I told you we should burn the maze. Burn Samuel Martin! Samuel Martin, if you're here, now's the time to show yourself. Yes. I, 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 yes. God, yes. Ha, ha, ha. Mutato nomine de te fabula narrator. Are you dodging or are you lessening? I, I look into my eyes. Look nowhere else. Look into my eyes. I think that was my moment of madness. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I'm dodging. If someone's if someone's trying to hit me, I'm dodging. But only if I pass. So presumably only if I pass my sanity check. But I don't know. You, up to you. How did your sanity check? I haven't done it yet. You didn't ask me to do one. Though. I didn't. Well. But you, you did it in my place. I feel um, like if you'd like to do a sanity, sanity check, check. I, I should do a sanity check, right? I think you probably should. And um, meanwhile, while you're checking, Peregrine, you make the front door of the house if yeah. you're still running in that direction. Is that what you intend to do, is to yeah. go into the house? Yeah, go into the house. So you pull on the front doors and you realise they've been locked. Uh, were they ever open? Um, I go to... I, I remember the... Um, the dining room had big glass windows. Yeah. Um, and I go and I... Um, they're a couple of metres off the ground from outside, but they're, they're there. Well, uh, you know, if you're good at climbing. Meanwhile, Leaf, or who you assume is Leaf, is sort of running loose-armed backwards. He doesn't seem to be coming much closer to you, but he seems more and more excited the more you don't know where you're going. And you're trying not to look at him because his hands are so disturbing. I, I say to I, I I come to my senses and I think this is this is a poor um, wretch next to me. I have to. It's my duty to check he's okay. Um, and I say, um, uh, are you in any pain? <sighs> and you, you sort your, of. Your name is Leaf. Is that right? What is, what is your what is your connection to this place? <laughs> and he sort of shows you his hands again as if you're going to be impressed. <laughs> but there's also something in the sound that he's making that reminds you of very late last night after the noise when you were knocking on the door trying to get answers from this thing outside. For a while, all you'd hear is knocks or childish crying and then right towards the end 
you heard sort of a deeper voice crying and it sort of reminds you of that you hear a slightly deeper voice but it seems childlike and he sort of as he sort of is excited and laughing you hear this quite this sort of sobbing coming out underneath as he shows you his fingers he thinks you'll be impressed it's like he's going look what i've done look what i've done and you don't know what it is that he's done but you can see he's ruined his hands how how have you done this <laughs> and he sort of like points with his flapping limbs over to the over towards the temple and just starts giggling and sort of bouncing up and down oh you have to run to the temple do you know, do you know a way into this house <sighs> he's not he's not really responding in a helpful way you were in this house last night how did you get in <laughs> He's sort of just sort of randomly pointing at doors and windows <laughs> with yeah. his sort of ragged, yeah. ragged hands. It's, it, it, it doesn't look like he's being deliberately useless, but it's like he doesn't understand things on the level you're... And the way he got in is no longer the way we can get in. Yeah. Meanwhile, as you're out there, um, Edward and Sydney, how did you do on your sanity rolls? I succeeded. I, I mean, I'm open-mouthed, but at the same time, if something's swinging at me, I succeeded and I'm dodging. Excellent. Did you roll for dodge? I shall now. Please do. And I have passed. Excellent. Okay, so um, this sort of holly bush bears down behind you as Sydney points... Well, it doesn't quite point because his arms aren't quite capable, but you, you roll to the side and this thing sort of lunges um, and you look up and see a face uh, behind it and you see that uh, well who do you think it is Peter Ainsworth no is it? it's William and Why? behind him another bush separates and uh, there's Polly and they're in these sort of like, it's like they've bound this holly round them they almost look like uh, sumo wrestlers there's something about it um, but they're there and they're both behind you and you're entirely their focus oh christ tell me who brought the shotgun ed Run! <laughs> uh, i think i think i think we're trying to we're trying to escape i will certainly do my best if such a thing is possible i i, I want to try and go I, back I, for I it use my legs sydney's chained oh he's chained so, so i only cut the uh his arms cords around his Next. Oh, his art, his wrists are sort of chained, pulling him out like that. Oh, the rest of it's only twine, but um, there's two rather powerful men looking at you. They're not attacking you necessarily, but they're waiting to see what you'll do next. Um, and it's getting, it's starting to get dark again. I I break the top of my cane off, and I take my handkerchief out, and I wrap it around it, and I take my matches, <laughs> and I pull out a match. In in the box, I'm allowing this. As yeah, yeah. Only, only. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. waiting to see whether I'm going to be stopped. They're they're watching you because it because it, con it contains the it contains the alcohol that is in oh, that shit. is in my well they slash me didn't realize yeah yeah so now they smell it maybe <laughs> now they smell it <laughs> now now Edward burn them and I start even with my hand burning <laughs> <laughs> I effectively. Charged towards. <laughs> so uh, you just 
trying to set them alight. I think, I think... They separate as soon as you run towards them, so which one are you aiming for? Yeah, yeah. Burn them in their hedge costumes. Yeah. And is there anything anything else that would burn if if they are reacting? Well, if you're running straight at them, one of them, for a start, has... Well, Peter has dived out of the way, and he has gone into the sort of... He's sort of half gone into the entrance... You know, you've got this central piece that you're all in, yeah, yeah. statues, and the entrance. There's an entrance on either side. He's dived into the entrance. His legs are still visible, but he's disturbed something on the floor. And you suddenly hear a sort of um, a sort of sucking noise and a sort of uh, emptying noise and a sort of screeching noise. And you see his legs kicking slightly. And then he's just tumbled into the septic tank. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Um, That's and, uh, maze on the on the garden on the house plants. It's just a square. It's the septic <laughs> tank. And if you, if either of you, if any of you want to give me a a spot hidden, looking around to you at that moment, that would be oh, acceptable. Yeah. Pass, but it's not a good success. It's just a solid. Success. So. I okay, think. well, with a pass, but not a solid success, all you see is a stoat or something. You, you think it's a stoat or a weasel. Oh, um, it's like the end of Wind in the Willows. They've come to take the house back. Running along the top of one of the uh, the hedgerows. Um, you know that very distinctive oh, yeah. sort of run, yeah. stoat, you know, the sort of musculid run and uh, <laughs> thing. But then, like, in that brief moment, although you, you've only had a normal success, you, what you do realise is that your perspective slightly off and what you thought was a very close hedgerow isn't and the thing you're looking at must be at least the size of a person but it's it's limbs aren't quite right and it's running with the speed of a stoat or something like that it looks like this sort of raggedy thing running along the top of the hedgerows and as it catches you looking it disappears Peter, meanwhile, has been made short work of, it seems, as he's disappeared into the darkness. Um, Turn themselves into animals. And so you're left with Sydney strapped to this statue, William towering above you as the sort of holly king, and Peregrine remonstrating with the ragged, trousered philanthropist, Leaf. Where's that dog? Yeah. And who was that dog? Where's our heroic companion? Who yeah. was that dog, though? Has anyone tried shouting for him? I mean, he always seems to come when you call, but... Ben! <laughs> I'll start shouting it. Um, God say I say to... Um, yeah, desperate, desperate uh, times. I say, to, I say to Leaf, I say to Leaf, I... Are you... Are you... Are you a, a friend of ours... He sort of um, he sort of takes you in and sort of it's like he's trying to shrug. It's like he's trying to be casual, but obviously his movements are anything but. He's trying to imitate that, and he just pulls his shirt up, and you see a very fresh knife wound in his stomach, and he sort of shrugs at you and says, "Friend," <laughs> points at the knife wound. I'm sorry, that was me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Christian journey continues. <laughs> Can you get me inside the house? And he sort of shrugs a bit more. And it seems like why would he? Why he doesn't trust you to help you? 
he was excited that everything was going to hell, and now you've confused him. Oh. He's sort of showing you what he'd done with his fingers. Why aren't you... He sort of shows you his fingers. Why is he so even fucking here? <laughs> why aren't you impressed? Why aren't you impressed with these? Look. That's... That's in, in, what you what he what you have done to yourself is incredible. True <laughs> <laughs> sense of the word. <laughs> and he points over to the ruins again. Show me, take me. And he starts running like Follow a stoat him. along the ground, sort of like trying to. Oh dear! Sort of doing a sort of uh, movement like that. It's very. It would be comical if it wasn't so disturbing. Um, if the scenario wasn't so horrible. Um, and meanwhile, we go back to uh, Edward and Sydney. I I say, Edward, Edward, what's the Anglo-Saxon or Old Norse for for any animal that, that we could call to us? A dog? Um, wolf. wolf! 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 Ben! Wolf! Wolf! <laughs> um... So, uh, Edward, <laughs> William goes for you and tries to knock you out. Are you going to dodge Wait. or are you going to... Christ, yes. I'm going to try and dodge again. Okay, great. You see his arms seem extended by this sort of holly bush thing he's wearing, but obviously you'd need to connect properly to... <laughs> mm. So this is a combat roll, so it's only yeah. luck. I can't push it. I have failed. My... Of course, it is the leg that was caught in the gorse finally counts against me. And as I... I rolled... Well, you don't need to know the stats, but I rolled a four, which is remarkable. And, and I rolled so, an 85, which is my leg just gives way. And I, your, I your, your leg gives way, and he clocks you around the side of the head, um, and you take... Um, well, you've done it right there. You only take two damage. And, and where does my flaming, flaming torch go? Skitters away slightly, but it's still near you. Um, but what you see, you see him step in, and you realise he's not only is he dressed in this huge holly bush, but he uh, he's holding in one hand a bronze hammer, and in the other a bronze sickle. And uh, he, Sydney. He um, puts one hand on your head and he goes about breaking your knees and elbows. Ah! It's a heavy hammer, so it only takes a couple of blows to each. And then he ties the chains, (gasps) which sort of pulls them out of joint. Oh, God. And he tightens... This is as you're watching, Edward, but you're still so woozy from the blow. He tightens the leather thong around Sydney's head until his teeth shatter on the stone shield and then lastly he takes the sickle and opens up your throat and collects it in the bronze bowl good night Sydney (laughs) oh dear Edward as you watch he uh, brings the bowl over to the sort of bronze dome in the centre which you're only just realising has... Are those markings the same? I can't remember. There's something in your head and there's sort of doziness after being knocked out. The, the, the biblical... The sort of Latin you recited a couple of sessions ago come to mind, the sort of concept of as above, so below. But either way, it looks like the... It looks the same. And a smear goes on there. 
and you see this son of Hollybush raise the bowl and drink the blood. Um, Peregrine, where are you? I'm, I've been following Leaf to the temple, if that's um, where he's been going. Yeah, he's, he's not been going to the temple. Um, oh. He stops at the ruins, the sort of, uh, the grooves cut into the grass, the sort of fake Roman ruins that you'd, you'd almost tripped into before, the night before, looking for the temple itself. Um, and he's sort of pointing at like an end of the, uh, an end of the, like a sort of cul-de-sac in those grooves. Like a sort of trench. Yeah, it's like there's bits of it that are trench and there's bits of it that are like an, a knee-high wall and it sort of alternates between the two. You know, there's sort of old stonework things. Yeah. Where, um, but he's very excitedly pointing with his horribly flapping fingers at, in one direction well, down I a sort of... Bose, I look at what he's pointing at. He gets out of your way and he's quite excited. And uh, as you look, it's sort of... Uh, Again, you've not you've not seen the ruins in the daylight particularly. You haven't looked at them up close, but the majority of them look like what you'd expect from a folly, a sort of a fake set of Roman ruins or something, you know. But you realise there's a sort of black spot at the end of this. I think it looks like a, it looks like a tunnel someone's dug into the earth and suddenly you start thinking about Leaf's hands and why they might look that way. Oh. And there's this sort of tunnel dug down in, into the silt, into the earth and almost it seems into the stone potentially um, do you still have a lantern with you? No, because when I came out it was day that's alright it's, it's still a bit of light in the sky but, but it's I have just a, getting probably have a, would I have a period would I have a lighter, a little, a little gas lighter um, possibly I, 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 you can <laughs> argue for it I will argue yeah. for a a little a little um, so I'd say that gas lighter. It flicks Arrow. into yeah. it flicks into light, and um, you see that there's sort of claw marks around this very slim hole leading down to the earth, and you can sense leaf behind you, sort of still, sort of half clapping, half sort of uh, sort of looking towards you, egging you on. Um, and it's like the stonework of the ruins have been pulled away. And underneath, there's other stones. There's other types of brick. There's. It seems like a mess of things. But as you look in, there's essentially a very small, dark sort of crack in the earth, with what look like a sort of claw marks around it. What size of a creature or person could fit through? You couldn't fit through. It's 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 quite wide, but it's not very. Oh, sorry, it's quite long, but it's not very wide. It, it seems like, uh, yeah, nothing big could fit through that. Ooh. But it seems like a lot has been pulled away to even reach it. If that makes sense. Well, does it make sense? <laughs> Can I? I'm going to get down and have a closer look. Yeah. Um. I want to do me like. Do you want to do me a history roll or an archaeology roll? I think I'd. What could I do? Uh, for my um, his, history, I could do history. Oh, I passed my history. I passed my history. Um, so your history roll yields as you, as you're sort of going through because it's quite a narrow hole. You're quite distracted by leaf behind you, but you know the impression of the frontest piece of this is the same as the rest of the 
ruins. It's sort of a false Roman ruins for the sake of sort of leading dinner party guests around and going, oh, oh, oh look at her. Oh, 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 there's the temple. There's the... Oh, isn't it so quaint? But then as you go through this thing that's been dug, it's like someone's pulled away those bricks and there were genuine bricks underneath it. It's like you suddenly get the impression of someone trying to cover up their genuineness with a sort of false show of... Uh, it's like those false stones have been pulled away and it's like they've been layered on top of something that's very, very real. And you suddenly get that impression. And then as you go past that, as the tunnel gets near, narrower, there's stone that seems even older than that, but still built into the wall. It seems like a sort of a layer cake of uh, history going back just in this one spot. And it only goes down maybe four metres until it's insurpassable, but it all leads to this one crack at the end that sort of the stone seems to have been pulled away in claw marks, but it's still not very wide. Can I have a closer look at the crack with a spot hidden? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to tell me anything. I've succeeded in my spot hidden. So you don't uh, you don't see anything except blackness, but you, you notice there's blood in the claw marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you look back and obviously you see Leaf sort of clapping behind you. Um, meanwhile, back in the centre of the maze, Edward. Oh dear. So I'd say you're, uh, you know, you you witnessed what happened to Sydney, but I think it hasn't knocked you unconscious, so you're, even if slightly dazed, you're ready to move again. Well, because I'm on the ground, and if I have some limited capacity to move, uh, as I I see the death of, well, one of my two closest friends uh, occur before me in some terrible ritual sacrifice, um, rage inspires me, but but I'm aware that this will ultimately destroy myself, to try and do anything to stop whatever is being attempted here is my aim so I would hate for his life to be turned to an act of evil demonic evil yes as I would my own and I I'm just hoping against hope that Peregrine is still able to stay out of this awful sinful place and I reach out for the for the flaming remnants of my cane and handkerchief and the burning yes liquor that is there and I I drag it down to my right my cursed right leg and I set fire to the tweed uh, and my coat and once I see it taking of course I can feel the, the heat on the scarring there which is always so thick and particularly gruesome so much so that it's quite deadened to feeling that leg yeah but I can see the leg burning. And then I drag myself up and I charge. Once I know that I'm ablaze, at least on the leg, I'm going to charge at the green man. He's going kamikaze. And I'm going to hurl myself bodily at the blasphemy. Yes. And I shall cry out with my final words, if I may. Unless, unless there are no final words, because that's perfectly acceptable, you tell me. I'd rather there were. But there are no final words. No, you, you have the strength in you to, to shout something and, as you And I lunch. say, when I say to him, 
Well, I say to him what I what I what I said that you'd already perverted uh, uh, Astra non. What is bind? What's bind in Latin again, lads? What's bind in Latin? <laughs> I can't. I can't remember it without looking it up. Astra non non. I can't. I can barely remember it. As the smoke of the, the sickening stench of the burning, slow motion, sort of the burning flesh the, uh, creeping up obligant. through my mouth. Ah, Astra non obligant. It's almost as if I hear per- Peregrine in the classroom, and I remember in that moment. Obligant. I hear the, the freshness of his voice, and I also realise how badly I bullied him. I realise how badly I bullied <laughs> Holly Ainsworth, and how Sydney and I were not always the nicest of friends. Uh, and I think obligant, obligant, ad, astra non obligant, astra inclinant. We are not bound by the stars. We are but shaped by them. And then I and then I lunged onto him, and that is the end. It's, it's quite moving, you know, in the moment he uh, he looks over to Sydney's broken body and sort of spilling from the throat and sees this, you know, for all his flaws, this was a charming man. This was, he really was charming, as he said himself multiple times. But, uh, you know, it's a waste. And he felt this anger and he obviously lunged and shouted this Latin. And uh, unfortunately, as he sort of hits this solid wall of hedge of holly very little happens there's nothing flammable and uh he's snuffed out very quickly oh god peregrine oh god (laughs) where are you he's uh in in a ditch saying oh god oh god well i'm looking at this 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 crack that that's been dug out and i'm I'm just i'm looking up at um a leaf what why have leaf. you shown me this? Why have you shown me this, Leaf? Leaf sort of starts, he's, he sort of gets down on all fours and he starts running around in circles, like very flat to the floor, sort of <laughs> biting at the air and then sort of pointing at the, the crack and then pointing at the maze and then laughing. I, I, I look at the crack again. I think this must be a clue to something. I don't know what, but I... Mm. I um, I, I, there's not room for me to crawl in, but maybe there's room for me to push push my hand in. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay, I push I push my hand in to see what I can feel. It it goes into nothing. It's like a drop away. There's it's suddenly through the crack. It's like a. It could be a cave system. It could be. God knows how wide it is, but there's there's nothing giving on the other side. There's no sides you can fold your hand round on either side and sort of feel the edges of the earth, the stone, but out the middle it's like there's a huge chasm in there. Can any more be? Can any more of this earth be pulled away easily? Well, uh, you've sort of got a living testament to you that it can. Oh, God. Standing behind you, flapping his hands. But, uh, what, but why? I look back at him and I say, why? What is this for? He sort of smiles and then looks like he's about to cry. And then does the same thing, sort of circles round on all fours and sort of nods towards the maze. And this time, as he does, you hear a, a sort of a very deep voice coming from over in the, the maze and sort of saying, uh, Peregrine? 
You're there, Peregrine. Does it sound like William Purdue? It, hmm. Give me a listen roll. Uh, I, I fail. But um, I'm. But my listening is good. I think I'm just. Uh, I'm just panicking. So I yeah. steal my. Anyone take a deep breath. Him. I take a deep breath and stick my head up over the ditch because I'm in the ditch. Yeah. That's why I can't hear. Yeah. And I have another listen, and this time I I succeed in my listen role. It does sound like William Purdue, but it sounds less husky, less haggard, um, younger, younger. I would like say he's been rejuvenated somehow. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good guess. Hmm. Peregrine, don't hide now. Come on, let's celebrate a good night's celebrations, shall we? I, I look across at Leaf. How does he seem to react to this voice? He's, uh, he's nervous. He's sort of uh, tentative. He's sort of crouching down. He's not, it doesn't look like he's going to stick around and... I say, I say... Leaf, do you know the way back to the town? He sort of, um, it looks like, mm, it looks like he wants to trust you. Could you give me like a, a persuade or a charm or, I don't know what's, I'll let you decide. But I, you know what I'm going to do? And recruit him. I'm going to try, I'm going to try an animal handling role. <laughs> and I'm going to try I, I, I was almost going to suggest that myself and I thought it would be too... Fantastic. And I'm going to try and of treat course. him like uh, like a distressed like a small animal. mammal, like a small yeah. distressed animal. He's clearly very injured, you know. It yeah. <laughs> and I rolled a one. Wow. Wow. So he, uh, I mean, I don't know how you're doing it particularly, but he... I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm giving it a bit of, uh, I'm holding my hand, the the back of my hand and my knuckles towards his nose yeah. for him to just sort of sniff my knuckles so it's clear that I am not a threat and then I hold yeah. out my palm to his to his and mouth he, he sort of, and I, I you, just touch his hair with my other hand you get a sense of that uh, he sort of uh, he pulls his shirt slightly and shows you the knife wound which you know that you made and he sort of looks questioning at you um, but he he seems satisfied by your your hand it feels I, like it shows me that i lower my head i lower my head like my gaze away from him like an animal might yeah. be submissive and he um as soon as you do that he sort of uh, he lifts your head up and he seems excited again and he drags you over and i say leaf lead us out of this place and back to safety and he immediately grabs you by hand and he uh he scout it's like he's dragging you through the ruins um and over towards the temple and immediately, as you hear this sort of booming voice in the distance, the last sort of uh, peregrine, he uh, drags you and you fall with him into this fish pond, this sort of, this water surrounding the temple. Um, and from then on, for the next few minutes, it's sort of up and down, sort of breathing above the pond and sort of making a way through these murky waters. You're being led by leaf the whole way sort of clasping your hand very tightly um, and it seems like it's what seems like hours you're uh, you're sort of you know and it's not all water like it's marshlands and then it's muddy fields and hedgerows and all the time the only thing you can sort of 
see the only thing you can cling to in any scenario is there's always sprigs of holly or there's always holly bushes it seems like there's a pattern being woven through the countryside um but just as the sun is rising the next day you uh you'll find yourself uh you sort of wake up, you come to in a field, the corner of a field, and you hear the uh, you hear the whistling of a train, and um, you feel this sort of not hand, but this sort of like wrist waking you, sort of uh, pushing at your face, and then as you wake up, sort of scampering away, and you wake up ragged, sodden, in the corner of a field. Um, and if you stand up and look around... I do. You see uh, some buildings nearby. You see a plume of smoke over in the west. And uh, as you stagger forwards, you uh, you hear a booming voice and you, you're taken aback for a moment because it sounds like the voice, the rejuvenated voice of William from inside the maze... But in actual fact, you you sort of think back and you realise it's it's Tom, it's Tom Partridge, and you just hear him saying, uh, "Oh, another another load is it? Well, uh, get them on the back there. Don't you worry about them." And uh, you suddenly realise you're you must be next to Kings Lynn. You must be on the the outskirts of Kings Lynn, and Leaf must have dragged you all the way back. And there's no sign of him now, but. Uh, you feel he was there with you a moment before, and uh, whatever state he's in now, perhaps uh, he found some peace in those last, in that last action as well. Well, whatever wretched life he led, he's earned God's forgiveness and a place in the kingdom of heaven with what he did for me last night. That wretch, that wretch saves me. This was an Apocalypse Players production. Sidney Wagner was played by Dominic Allen. Edward Caster was played by Joseph Chance. Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon was played by Dan Wheeler. The Keeper of Arcane Law was Dannon McAleer. A Christmas Inheritance is an original scenario by Dannon McAleer for Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition by Paul Fricker, Mike Mason and friends. You can keep up to date with the Apocalypse Players podcast by going to apocalypseplayers.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, listeners. It's Dom here. I just wanted to say, on behalf of Joseph, Dan, Dannon, and myself, thank you for listening to the podcast so far. We hope you're enjoying the scenarios. Next week, we'll be resuming our Soviet psychodrama, Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. And we hope you can join us for that. We've also got lots of very exciting stuff coming out in its wake, brand new scenarios, old classics, and special guests. So please do subscribe if you haven't already. We'd love to hear from you too, so do feel free to get in touch. We're APOC Players on Twitter, or you can go to our website, apocalypseplayers.com, if you want to leave feedback, comments, or just say hello. And if you're enjoying it, we'd really, really appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen. 
and of course, telling your friends. So until next time, don't get lost in any mazes and take it easy, wherever you are. So, well, yeah, well, I feel bad because he didn't even have a chance to roll, bless him. But, uh, I think he got the Latin wrong as well. This is real shame. <laughs>